Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We are so blessed that you have taken time out of your day to join us. If you are a first-time listener to Shouts of Grace, we want to say welcome and let you know that um, we are excited for you to join us and that we uh, here at Shouts of Grace basically take the Bible and a biblical worldview and we kind of plug it into a bunch of different topics using Scripture and just kind of applying it to our life today. And of course, if you are a return listener, you know all about that. Um, And if you're a return listener you know that um, you're, you're, you're going to know this name, um, Keith Ratke, my very good friend who just three weeks ago was on our 100th episode, um, is on the phone, and we're going to tap into a conversation here in just a moment. Um, but also, if, if you are new or returning, just we just wanted to let you know that um, we do have all of our past 102 episodes available on our website at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com, and you can go uh, to our website and, and, and catch up on all the past conversations, as well as drop us a little note or an email. And so uh, we encourage you to do that. But diving in, I have a very good friend of mine, Pastor Keith. What is up, my brother? Pastor Steve, uh, what is up is I am sitting in my truck uh, <laughs> with a headset on my phone on the radio, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty awesome. It is, man. And I'll tell you what what was awesome is having you on uh, three weeks ago for our 100th episode. And, you know, um, a lot of the listeners that 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 um, listen to Shouts of Grace often know that we, we teamed up for the first year and a half of that and, and you kind of ran yep. the buttons. And so it was, it was a fun time, man. So I, I love having you back on more than anyone else. Yeah. You're the new pilot of, uh, <laughs> of the Millennium Falcon there. And, uh, Hey, you're doing a great job. I love catching up on the podcast. Awesome. Um, I, I want to try this. And if anybody's listening, here's this and it works. Uh, if you say, Hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of shouts of grace radio podcast. I wonder what happens. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Cause they can get it on Amazon and get on iTunes and get on Spotify, wherever you can, wherever you can subscribe to podcasts. They, they can um, so get it on that. They can get it on all those platforms because you set it up. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, hey, hey, Alexa, order Steve a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, keto friendly. <laughs> Alexa, I want a million dollars in my bank account, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Alexa does that. <laughs> We're digressing, but that's okay. <laughs> yes, we are. Hey, um, what, what I want to talk about today, Keith, um, is you know we 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 live in a in a religious context and 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 really yep. a culture where. Um, you know, a lot of people misunderstand what a relationship with God is, and they kind of they kind of communicate that um, in in terms of what they can do for God and working working for God and 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 having good works come out of their life. And 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 I think there's a there's a there's a biblical balance there for us um, to understand. And so what I want to do is I want to read a section of scripture that that sometimes is misunderstood, and I want you to kind of unpack it for us. Um, it's it's in Philippians chapter two. And, and Paul says in verse 12, he says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only 
as in my presence, but much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And oftentimes, Keith, when I've talked to people who are very high on the works of man, they, they point to the to this part of the uh, of the scripture says work out your own salvation it's it's your responsibility you know what do you say to that well we are we are wired for performance and we like to prove to people that we are good that we are skilled at something that we are knowledgeable you know education you know the tears of education just prove um you know, how smart you are, people, you know, go to the gym or, or they go to church, whatever they do, because they are aware that other people are watching them. And as Paul is writing this to the Philippians, he says, you know, you've you, you've been putting on a good performance uh, when I was there, but now that I'm not there anymore, you got to take ownership of your own faith. You've got to take ownership of the fact that your salvation is your salvation. But the term that he uses here, as you said, causes people to to kind of elevate this level of performance where now it's up to you, it's up to me to prove to others that I'm Christian enough, that I'm that I've got all my ducks in a row. And what ends up happening if we don't apply the scripture the right way is we become uh, like the Pharisees that Jesus addressed. Mm. And he would talk to them about, you know, giving of their tithes and giving of their offerings and all of these things. And he says, but you're missing mercy. You know, you're missing, uh, you know, taking care of your neighbor. Like you should do all those things, but there's some heart things that God has for us. And we miss out when we focus on that performance base. Now, this is not to negate the fact that true salvation um, produces a transformed heart and a transformed heart will produce good fruit. You know, patience, goodness, kindness, you know, ultimately love is the expression of that good fruit. But when he's saying work out your own salvation, one of the ways that, that I've, I've been able to understand this better is let your salvation work out, you know, work itself out. Because verse 13 says it's God who works in you. Hmm. God's at work in you. He, he, he says both to will, both to give you the will, the desire, and to work for his good pleasure. So God has a purpose. He has a pleasure. He, he has an outcome that he wants to see. Paul writes about this in chapter one of Philippians when he says um, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it, that there is a work of transformation taking place in our lives that only God can do. There is a, a, a fruit, a product of salvation that only God can do. And for us, we rely on his power, on his spirit, um, guidance from his word to obey and to trust the things that we can do. But but what comes first, the chicken or the egg, what comes first, God's work or our work, properly Mm. understood, God's work is the first work Mm. at work in our lives. And we are to let that work out. That's Um, right. That, that's right. You know, Keith, I want to drill into something you said, because that last statement is a powerful, powerful truth. You know, our 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 love for God, our work for God, if you will, and I think you said it best, is it, it really is reactionary. God's is initiatory, mm-hmm. right? Yes. God, we love God because God first loved us. And so maybe explain for the listeners um, th- th- this idea that that the fruit is the evidence of your salvation, but not the means of it. Because I think a lot of people get confused about that. 
Well, Jesus talked about it in John 15 when he said, if we abide in the vine, we'll produce fruit. If we're connected to Christ, if we have a relationship with Jesus uh, based first on faith and then overflowing with worship and obedience, um, the fruit is the fruit that he is working. And you know, this is this is the hardest part for a pastor, a, a Bible teacher, anybody who's in a position to lead, influence, and disciple others, is we we are presenting a plate um, where on on the one side of the plate is what God has done for you, and on the other side of the plate, what we are to do for God, and and properly understanding is that you can't you can't do what pleases God unless you come to God God's way. It's, I think it's in Hebrews uh, chapter 11 when he's talking about faith that, that he would please God must believe that he is and then he rewards those who diligently seek them. And then in James chapter 5, the invitation is to come near to God and he will draw near to you. But that's an invitation from God. Even no matter what we, you know, what we try to um quantify it as you said it's a reaction it's a response everything we do has to be a response and then the good work that pleases god begins with faith john chapter 6 uh the, the people came to jesus saying what must we do to do the works of god and he says believe in him who he has sent and and jesus talked a lot about resting he talked a lot about the how the sabbath was made for man not man for the sabbath you know he talked about how we fulfill the law of god by loving god you know not by doing for God. And, and, you know, I wish there was a clear cut silver bullet kind of an answer to put everybody's mind at ease of what it means to work out our salvation. But the word response is, is what I think helps us to understand that everything we do that pleases God must be the response of faith in Jesus Christ and the work that he has done first. Here in chapter two, Paul begins to give them kind of a list of things. He says, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. That reminds me of what Jesus said when he said, you are the light of the world. You know, the city on a hill cannot be, cannot be hidden. You don't put a lamp under a lampstand. Like we are meant to reflect the working and the purpose and the image of God that has been given to us through Jesus Christ. So how, how do we work out our own salvation? How do we respond without getting caught up in legalism? Um, and I, I'm thinking of Colossians two, and I'd like to kind of unpack that a little bit, but, um, I think the biggest the biggest word that we have to to accept and to to uh, ap- apply is that word of response. We are responding to what God has already done and what He continues to do in us. Mm. And He says there's something you know interesting that that seems a bit confusing. He says that you, you're to do this with fear and trembling. And so, yeah. um, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit more about that um, on on the other side of the break because I think I think sometimes Keith, when we're when we're when we're talking about loving God, we're talking about serving God, we're talking about quote unquote working for God. G- Jesus says that 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 the work of God is is to that that His work is to do the will of the Father, right? And so and so when we think about right. that. 
putting injecting fear and trembling into that can can sometimes be a little confusing and so maybe what we can do is is on the other side of this break just kind of what does it mean to to work out your own salvation but to do it with fear and trembling are, are we to be afraid of god if, if we blow it you know we, that didn't work you know jesus says you know like simon says simon says raise your hand jesus says you know pray and i don't pray and so now i need to be afraid of god and run run right. the other direction and so on, on the other side of the break let's talk a little bit more about that. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. I am on the phone with a good friend of mine and yours, Keith Radke, pastor of River Community Church in West Jordan. And before the break, Keith, we were talking about this idea in Philippians 2 of working out your own salvation. And and I asked you to, to kind of make sense of how that um, is compatible with this idea of working it out with fear and trembling. And so what does that mean? Hmm. Well, from from a, an unregenerated standpoint, that is a person who doesn't have a relationship with God. They automatically re- equate that with a sense that God is angry, that he has these high expectations. And if we fall short in any way, he's just ready to to punish us, to discipline us. And our, our view of God is and the fear of God is really unhealthy until we understand that it has to do with understanding who we're approaching. We are approaching the creator of the universe. We are approaching um, the God who is eternal, the God who knows all, the God who sees all, the God who contains and is the source of all wisdom. Um, and, And he is the source of all life and he is holy and he is set apart. And you would just go on and on and on about what what this mean. But the the fear of the Lord, we're told, is the beginning of wisdom. We're told that in the fear of God, there is life. We're told that in the fear of God, um, you know, there we approach him as holy. We don't we don't have a fear of hell, but instead we have this this reverence of God that that I I am not just approaching another man. I'm not approaching another human being. I am approaching the eternal God. And he has saved me at a great price and he has made me for a great purpose. I need to approach him properly. I can't just, you know, just kind of nonchalantly say, hey, God is the man upstairs or he's my buddy. And, and, you know, we, I can just kind of casually talk about him, you know, like somebody at the ballpark. No, no, this is the creator of the universe. And I think, I think understanding that, you know, begins with humility. Um, my wife and I, we have the opportunity to work with um, some teenagers. And it's interesting to watch this generation of teenagers come up with no sense of reverence for anything religious or holy. And what it is, is it's a lack of, it's a lack of teaching. It's a lack of discipleship. It's a, it's a lack of upbringing and, and, and having reverence for those things. But ultimately at the heart of the issue, it's a lack of awe for who God is. And so if we're going to approach God to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, we are working out our salvation with a sense that this is an awesome thing. Um, This is an awful thing, A-W-E, full, like full of awe and wonder. It's kind of like, 
it, and I don't know if this is a poor analogy or not, but it's kind of like that moment when Frodo realizes he's got to take the ring, <laughs> right? He's watching all of these people fight over it. Everybody's got egos involved. They're in fellowship of the ring. And then, you know, Frodo just steps up and says, I'll go. And, and he understood, you could just see it in his face. He understood the awe and the responsibility and the heaviness of that moment. But he realized that he was going to, to step up because of how, how awe-inspiring and how uh, serious this thing was. And I, I think our Christianity needs to be approached with that sense of seriousness, of, of this is a holy thing. This is not, this is not just a casual lifestyle this this is everything if god gave everything then now i can i i need to give my everything as an act of love and worship to him and let this salvation flourish and work itself out yeah amen and you know I want to transition now into the last portion of, of this, and that is verse 13, because it really is one of my favorite verses. Um, it's just, it, there is such a a burden that is released um, from my shoulders when I grab this. It says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Man, I am so thankful, Keith, for the work mm. of God in me, yeah. right? Yeah. Rather than me trying to work something out of me that first hasn't worked in me. And so explain what this means, because this is this is really a, right. man, th this is just a burden releaser, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, we just started a new series on Sunday mornings called Following Jesus. And in our first message a few weeks ago, we talked about how God's first desire is to be with us. And Jesus, when he called his disciples in Mark chapter 14, it says that he called them to be with him and to preach. And oftentimes we flip that around that we, we've been called by God to do stuff. And after we do stuff, then we go to church and worship. But God made us for worship. He made us for relationship. And all of the things that keep us from, from having a pure and free worship relationship with God, he has done the work to remove. And so here in Philippians chapter two, Paul is saying, God is working to give you the desire, the will, and to equip you to do the work. Like you don't have to strive anymore to be good. God has made you good in Christ and he is making you good and your desires will conform to that and your abilities will conform to that. So I, I would just tell people like one of the best ways we can work out our salvation of fear and trembling is to open our Bible and spend time with him. Mm. You know, when Paul's writing to the Colossians in chapter two, he said, don't let anyone pass judgment on you for all of these rituals and Sabbaths. Don't let people disqualify you by forcing like a false humility or, or, um, you know, all these other things, but abide in Christ, be connected to the head, you know, like a body. This is an organic relationship. And if we died with Christ, um, in, in, in our old life dying and we rose again to this new life, this new life is one where he is everything. Yeah. He is the completeness of everything. He is our work. He is our rest. He is our salvation. He is our goodness. He is our grace. He has already worked it all out. And so what we do 
when we choose not to lie, when we choose um, to worship him, when we choose to to respond to the call of ministry, we are responding to the work he has done and fulfilling the purpose he has made for us without hanging our salvation on those hooks. Yeah. Our salvation is already taken care of. There's nothing more you can do, Amen. nothing less you could do to, to change the nature of your salvation. Now walk in the freedom Amen. of of fulfilling God's purpose one day at a time. Yeah, and in 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 my Bible, you know, I'll I'll underline things or highlight things, and then I'll draw a line with a big circle and star to to complementary verses. And so, in this whole idea for it's God who works in you, both to will and to right. work for His good pleasure. Yeah, I I have this note, and I love this verse in in Second Corinthians chapter four. It says, "We have verse seven. We have this treasure in jars of clay." to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And that is just a phenomenal truth to, to individuals that, that somehow are, are trying to muster up the strength, not realizing, man, it's God who's working in you. The surpassing power that is in you isn't yours. It's something given to you by God. It's the outflow of, of the residency of the Holy Spirit inside right. you being right. the temple and the expression of God's glory, the expression of God's strength, Keith, the expression of God's victory all comes out from him. And if it doesn't, the only reason for the believer it wouldn't is because we are in the way and we need to crucify our own self, deny our own self, as Jesus said in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. And so I love that. And, and I said that at the beginning of the program mm-hmm. that this is just, yeah. it's, it's, or at, at the beginning of this conversation, that it is such a burden releaser for me because I do believe, Keith, in you, in me, that God started to work and he's going to finish it. I do believe That's right. he's the author, That's right. he's the perfecter. So in the dark times, when, when I don't feel like I'm doing well, man, I, I can go back to those things. And so in, in, in the last minute and a half, Keith, talk to the listener who maybe feels a little frustrated because they don't see, they're not convinced that this strength and power is working in them. They're going through a rough time. Does this promise still belong to them or do they got to go figure something else out? Absolutely. This promise belongs to them and it belongs to you and it belongs to me. And Steve, you know, the thing I would say is, and, and, and I don't mean this in a flippant way, give yourself a break. Don't, don't saddle yourself anymore with the burden and with the, the pressure of having to perform to please God. If you have put your trust in Jesus Christ, if you believe in him and you've called on his name for salvation, the Bible says you will not be put to shame. You will. And I will struggle in this life with the body of flesh. Paul says, I'm dragging around this body of flesh. Who's going to deliver me from it? Jesus Christ, he has delivered us from this. And so we don't know, we don't any longer subject ourselves to those works. Now we trust in the work of Christ and we do our best by the power of the Holy Spirit spirit to do the next right thing. And I would encourage you, give yourself a break. God is at work in you. He is patient with you. He is going to finish the work in you. Just trust in him. Do the next right thing that you know to do. Ask for his power. He'll give it to you. And then I would encourage those of you Christians who think you've got it all together, give yourself a break. Stop it and give other people a break. Bible says work out your own salvation, not your brother or sister's salvation. And so let's let God do that work. Let's focus on on following Jesus with love, 
and purpose and faith, and and let's enjoy the freedom that He has given to us. Oh, brother, that's such a good word, man, because I think sometimes we look at other people and we hold them to a standard of what we think or where we think they should be um, based on their profession of faith and their length of walking with God, and we don't realize every person is wired different, every person has different experiences when they walk into the body of Christ, and therefore God has a purpose and a plan for every person, and that purpose and plan is subject to God's work in them and so we need to exactly what you said we need to kick back man and we need to realize that it's the holy spirit who produces the purity in a person not the church or people on the outside and man we are we are out of time for 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 this edition but bro man i know i know i love you coming (laughs) on the show so you're i'm gonna put you back on the schedule and get you back on please do man awesome brother well hey love you man have a blessed day love you too steve god bless you you've been listening to shouts of grace we'll see you next time Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.